happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 145. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. And what a joy it is to spend time just talking about the goodness of God and his power. And so we're looking today in Psalms 145, and we're going to read it in sections and talk about each section. We think there's about five sections that we want to reveal out of Psalms 145. Erica, would you begin with the first section? I would love to. Okay, Psalms 145, starting in verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. Amen and amen. I love how... The Lord is teaching us right here through David how we must purpose in our heart to bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. We must make a choice, and it's not a one-time thing. Every day we must get up and we must make a decision to praise the Lord, to live as he asks us to live, and to point others to the kingdom. And this is what he tells us in this very beginning. And he says, every day I will bless thee and I will praise thy name. And then he tells us what he's praising him for. Because great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. You you cannot overpraise him. And no matter how much you do it, so daily he's, he's saying he wants to do this because his greatness is unsearchable. You cannot know the true greatness of God because it is beyond our comprehension. 
I love um, that in verse four, it talks about one generation praising his works to another generation. Because I think that that shows that beyond the responsibility we have to praise the Lord every day, because we are blessing him, it's, it's part of our relationship with him. But it's also our responsibility to praise him every day because we have to show his greatness to the next generation. It's part of our responsibility to each other. It's our responsibility to other Christians for them to see and to hear what we think about God. Because we're to be a light and to be his witnesses into all the world. And he tells us in verse 5 to speak of the glorious honor of the majesty and of his wondrous works. When you're talking about what God has done for you personally to someone else, that brings this great, big, wonderful, majestic God into a personal being that you can understand and know. He's not this great, big God that's far off. He's close and he's personal in our heart. And I think it's really important to understand that the responsibility that we have to both live out our faith, but also explain and sort of extol and and shout about our faith, right? It specifically says here that, you know, we have the relationship with him and we have to share that relationship that we have with him with other people. It's, It's part of our job. It's part of our faith. It's not, if we just keep it to ourselves, it's not, it's not a full faith. And he talks about here in verse six, how, People are going to talk about, and we hear this in everything, how could a great big loving God, you know, let someone starve? Let bad things happen to people. And that's what people are going to talk about. And the truth of the matter is, is that men and their own determinations and own decisions are what lets those things happen. He also says the terrible acts, these great big mighty acts, mm-hmm. like floods and, and, um, volcano eruptions and births of children mm-hmm. you know the ones who don't know him are going to talk about that but he says i'm going to declare the wondrous works i'm going to declare your greatness i'm not just going to talk about what you've done i'm going to declare how great you are and you are great in the good times and you're great in the bad times but the people who don't know him talk about things that doesn't make sense or negatively about him or only about the great things that they know. They don't know who God is. So he's going to talk not just about what he does. He's going to talk about who he is. He is a great God. I love that in verse 7 it says that they shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. And it makes me think, you know, if we are, our, our job is to abundantly utter the memory of the good things he has done. As we praise him, as we bless him, right, as we extol him and we praise him, we are letting others know of the good things that the Lord has done in our life. And we are to abundantly utter those things, right? Say them all the time. Which makes me think, you know, if we did all these things in verse 1 through 7, we really wouldn't have a lot of time to say a lot of other things. And we wouldn't have a lot of (laughs) negative thoughts in our heart and mind because we would be so fixated and focused 
on the goodness of God. Absolutely. And I, you know, I know I have a thing about, you know, being reminded of the memories of the things that God has done, that I think that we get ourselves in a trap of being blessed by the Lord doing things and then forgetting it right away. You know, there's, you know, we all know, I, lo- I love that song, Remind Me, Dear Lord. It's a wonderful song, but it, it's about remembering what the Lord has done. Because in remembering and in utterly, you know, speaking of those things, abundantly uttering those things that he has done, we are reminding ourselves and growing our own faith, but also growing the faith of those around us. And then we move on to our next section. All right, starting in verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. I love that because he says he's full of compassion and he's gracious. And I know he is slow to anger. (laughs) Because I I know that I ask the same questions. I also know that I make the same mistakes. And it's not intentional. I just do. And the Lord patiently deals with me. He's quick, but he's patiently deals with me, trying to make me into what he wants me to be. And he says that he's gracious to all, Mm -hmm. that the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all of his works. So everything that happens has been sifted through nail-scarred hands and is delivered because of his tender mercy. And he's good to all. That's kind of convicting. It is convicting. And it's also, it's one of the reasons that it's convicting to me is that it reminds me of my responsibility to recognize his goodness because his goodness is there. It's my job to see it. It's my job to be looking for it. It's my job to tell others about it. It's my job to remember it. And it's my job to accept it as something that is done lovingly and tenderhearted. And accept that what's happening is good. It's true. And... The convicting part for me is that he's good to all. It rains on the just and the unjust. And, and I believe that we, I know James tells us not to, you know, do something with a person that looks more, you know, suited to what we like or isn't as scary to us. But I think we all do it. You know, I'm much more likely to sit beside a man dressed a certain way than I am a man dressed another way on the subway. Just simply because my experience has told me one could not be kind when the truth of the matter is the one dressed nicely could be just be horrible. Right. Um, but we just, our bodies go that way. Our mind goes that way. But I hope and I pray that the goodness of God in me distributes the graciousness of God to all whom he puts in my path. 
And I appreciate the fact that the Lord does put things in our path. Mm -hmm. And his goodness is overflowing. I love that verse 10 talks about the Lord's works praise him. That makes me think that the things that the Lord does, the things the Lord has created, the things that the Lord makes will praise him regardless of whether or not we do. Now it says there, and, and thy saints shall bless thee. But it reminds me of the verse um, in the New Testament when Jesus is entering Jerusalem and all the people are you know, shouting him and they've got palms and they're waving palms and they're honoring him. And the verse says that you know, even if they didn't, the rocks would still cry out. And it just makes me think that you know, this world is designed to praise the Lord. We are designed to praise the Lord. And it's our response. And we have so much to praise him for. Right. And we have to live up and pick up that responsibility. And, and why wouldn't we? It says that we'll speak of the kingdom, the glory of the kingdom, and talk of his power. I think sometimes we talk about our problems more than we talk about the power of God to resolve them. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes even when we're asking someone to pray for us, it's almost like a last-ditch effort. It's like, well, if you can't do anything else for me, then pray for me. What else could you do that was better? And I think we forget to talk about the power of God. I think Christians are very quick to forget to talk about the power of God. God is powerful. He's all-powerful. And he controls the winds and the waves. He controls life and death. He's God in every sense of the word. As we move into the next section here, we talk about to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generation. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. I believe that every living person has a place in their soul and heart that is longing to be reconciled with Jesus, and I think this shows us that so so wonderfully. And I think that's why the devil duped so many people into trying drugs and alcohol and and being workaholics and sexaholics and all these different things that just distracts them and tries to fill this void, but it's a never-ending circle. It's like a carousel they can't get off of because that's never going to fulfill them. But if they get their eyes turned upon Jesus, which is the last thing that the devil wants, then they truly will find the satisfaction that they're looking at. And if we're doing what we're told to do, from the beginning of Psalms 145 until then, which is tell the generations, tell what God has done, talk of his power, talk of his goodness, talk of his grace, talk of the wondrous works, talk of all the amazing things that make up God, then people would be more inclined to turn and look at God. I love that in this this section, this passage right here, it talks about giving them their meat in due season. I think that so speaks to the timing of the Lord to give us what we need when we need it. 
Sometimes we need to wait upon the Lord, and Isaiah mm-hmm. tells us that when we wait upon the Lord, he, Lord, he renews our strength. He will satisfy us, and he will satisfy the desire of every living thing. But I believe firmly that's going to happen in due season, in the right season for us. And he is so tenderhearted, and he says he raises up those that are bowed down. And then the last section says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. He always, almost always, bookends his chapters. Mm -hmm. He starts with, I will extol my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. And he ends, my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And then he talks about who he is again. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and he's holy in all his works. And it goes back to what you were saying, Erica. We need to realize that what's happening in our lives when we haven't made it happen by making a poor choice or something, and we are following his commands and things aren't going the way we think they should, that they are good. good. Reminds me of Romans eight twenty eight says that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. Not their purpose. And this just shows in this chapter alone the place that faith has in our peace and in our joy. When we truly trust in Jesus, whatever's going on, we can accept as good. And that gives us the joy and the peace we need to navigate this world. I think in this last section, the thing that stands out to me the most is verse 18, that the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Mm-hmm. I love the word nigh. I think that it's just such it's, it's one of those wonderful King James words, but I want the Lord to be near me. But he says, nigh to them that call upon him Mm -hmm. in truth, those who know him, those who are following after him, he's going to answer them, and he's going to fulfill the desire of them that fear him with reverence. Because they have the ability to do that because they have the relationship to do so. They have the position to call upon him because of the relationship that they have with him. He, he, he is nigh unto them that call upon him in truth because the ones that are calling upon him, knowing exactly who he is, are the ones that have a relationship with him and have that ability to call upon him. And I am certain that many who are listening to us can attest, as you and I can, he does hear the cry and he does save us. Amen. So the Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. So I've read the back of the book, Erica, and we win. We do. What a wonderful time we have had looking at Psalms 145. I hope it has inspired you to look at it more closely, to really understand who God is and how powerful he is, how gracious he is, and how near he is to those who call upon him in truth. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you.
Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl